0: Welcome back to the Raising Unstoppable Girl Athletes podcast. I'm Coach Bree, an elite competitor coach for female athletes, and I am so excited that you're here. Whether you are just getting started on this whole sports mom journey, or you've got lots of seasons under your belt, or really anywhere in between, this podcast is for you. To help you know how to build confidence in your daughter and get her to play to her potential, overcoming those mistakes, performing when the pressure is high, all of those things that happen as an athlete, and also for you to enjoy this sports journey along the way. Now, today's episode is really special because I'm interviewing a mom of a competitive cheerleader and basketball player. Her name is Lauren, and her daughter's name is Lila, and they are just beginning their journey in mental training. They're actually in our Elite Competitor program. And in this interview, you're going to hear what Lila is experiencing as an athlete which I think you're really going to relate, especially if you have an athlete that has ever struggled with mental blocks. So when I say mental blocks, meaning she could do a skill and now for for whatever reason she can't, maybe she practices really well and then she can't turn it on in a competition or she freezes out there. If you see any of that, then you are definitely going to relate to what Lauren and Lila are experiencing. And ultimately Lauren decided to jump in the Elite Competitor Program to start their journey of mental training And what's really cool is that you can actually follow her journey. We are going behind the scenes with uh, both of them to see what they're experiencing week by week as they do this work on their mindset. So you can actually follow her journey at Runaway Jurist on Instagram. And so I have all of that linked in there. We'll say it a few times, but you can actually follow exactly what she's experiencing week by week throughout the program. All right, before we jump into this episode, I have a shout out. I have a shout out for a mom in our community. Her name is Shannon and her daughter is a swimmer. And this week she posted something in our private uh, group of moms who are going through the Elite Competitor Program. And honestly, I read it first thing in the morning and I started crying because it was just really amazing. So hopefully I can read it without doing that again. But here it is. So Shannon said, this weekend was the first swim meet for my daughter since we started the Elite Competitor Program. When we started, my daughter's confidence was shocked. Battling anxiety from team drama, stress from school, and stress from wince, me. My daughter has been a swimmer since she was eight. She's loved it and has a lot of potential, but this last year has robbed her of her joy that she used to have. It's been crushing to watch. Nothing I did was right or helpful until we found the Elite Competitor Program. Though we're not quite halfway through, we have both learned so much about ourselves and each other. How to communicate better, how I can support her by staying in my role as the parent, staying out of her way. Most importantly, we focused on remembering why she started swimming in the beginning. This meet was a total win, not because she did, even though she did events that previously she was intimidated by and she crushed them, but because her joy was back. Her coach told me that she was like a different swimmer, relaxed and fun. These are just a few pictures I got, but I had to share her smile. Sorry for the long post, but my heart is full and encouraged and grateful. Whew. I mean, I almost got it through without tearing up a little bit, but that is just really amazing. So Shannon, I'm super proud of you for implementing what you are learning inside the program and for your daughter as well. I could not be more thrilled because that is what it's all about, right? The joy of competing, the joy of her sport, you know, and through all of it, that is ultimately what we want for our daughters that, you know, they're, they're faced with adversity, they're faced with challenges, but they have the skills to navigate them, move through them and maintain that joy that they have for their sport. So really proud of you both. All right, moms, let's get into this episode with Lauren. I'm really excited for you to hear what she has to say. And don't forget, you can also follow her journey at runaway jurist on Instagram as well enjoy. Welcome Lauren to the Raising Unstoppable Girl Athletes podcast. I'm really excited that you're here. Hi, thank you so much for inviting me. So we had to do something really fun. We were just chatting offline about this. We've never done this before, but Lauren is being so generous to share her journey as her and her daughter embark on the Elite Competitor Program. So they haven't started the program yet. They are about to, and we're catching them right before this journey to get an idea of you know, where they're starting because Lauren and Lila are much like moms and daughters who are starting the program or thinking about starting the program. And so we get to kind of shadow Lauren as she goes through and see what her experience is. So
1: pretty excited about that. And before we go even further, Lauren, can you share where people can follow this journey? Yeah, absolutely. So I am over on Instagram at Runaway Jurist and I will be sharing from start to finish our progress throughout this journey and all of the highs and lows that we've kind of battled along the way.
0: Cool. All right. So runaway jurist. I love that. Very creative. We'll put that in the show notes. So, all right, let's get going. Lauren, tell us first about Lila, you know, age, sports she plays, that good stuff.
1: So Lila is 11, 11 and a half, actually. Those halves always count when you're that age. She has been a competitive all-star cheerleader for about five years. She has been tumbling since she could walk. And then she also plays basketball. Oh, all right. Multi-sport athlete. Does she have any siblings? Any other athletes in the fam? Yeah. So I have a son who is 14. His name is Connor and he is very much into the arts and into theatrics. So he is our stage performer. So we're always running to very different events between the two of them and all of their activities. That's great. Okay. And what about you and your family? Like have you participated in sports, anything like that? Yeah. So I am an attorney. I practiced for about six years and I am now an administrator at the University of Tulsa College of Law. I was a runner, a high jumper, long jumper, mid distance in middle school and high school. And then it really wasn't until I had young kids that I ventured into distance running. Since then, it's become this entire persona that I was not expecting. I think it's a true testament to when you genuinely find something that you love and you enjoy, it kind of starts to take care of itself. But I have run a combination of 37 full and half marathons since I started running several years ago in the distance realm. And I also serve on the executive board of directors for our local marathon here in Tulsa at the Route 66 Marathon. So that's also a big point of pride in our running community and something that I love being involved in. Pretty cool.
0: You could totally use stuff that Lila's learning. I was just thinking like, oh my gosh, I mean, we have a mom side of the program, which you'll find out once you get into all about how to support your daughter, but then also the athlete content, all moms get access to all of that too. So you could totally go through and apply this (laughs) to
1: running. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, as a runner, you know, our body's trained for the cardio, but it is so much our mental toughness and our self-talk that gets us to the finish line and also dictates how fast we get to the finish line. You know, we've neither set our own limitations or we can decide to push through them and we can get into that too. That's something that I kind of struggle with is that's taken me my own journey and years to figure out. How to try to get her caught up to some of those things too. And then knowing, like, I'm not an expert in this and I try to just, you know, stay in the role as the mom through her experience. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool.
0: Okay. So, kind of on that, what do you notice? In Lila, maybe what she's struggling with currently in her sport, or what do you hope for her as you're seeing her compete?
1: So she is very textbook because I was looking at some of your materials and I've kind of done a deep dive into different ways that I can try to support and help her but you know, she's a high achiever. She's very athletic. She's a hard worker. I think she's smart, but she will outwork anybody and get great grades because she will come home and knock out her homework. She has that drive that can't really be taught, which also can work against her in a lot of ways. And we can talk about that in a bit when we get to some of her challenges that she's facing, but she's a people pleaser. And so you know all these things kind of build to that perfectionism and anxiety that goes along with it and you know those are things that are not dissimilar from you know some of my own characteristics and so I see a lot of myself in her although she is definitely her own individual person and so I am hoping that she can develop some tools so that you know it's like a light switch you know when that negative thought process starts she is equipped to be able to find her way to the room and find that light switch and to be able to guide herself through it and not rely on emotions or external things to help her overcome those things.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. You bring up really good points because a lot of
0: the athletes and, you know, same with me as I was an athlete and still now, you know, those high achiever type A personalities, perfectionists, you know, they get results, right? We outwork anybody but at what cost, you know, there's this other side of it. And so we want to take the good parts of those amazing qualities that Lila has, you know, because they are really great. We want to keep those while also understanding the flip side of it and how to navigate that negative self-talk, the self-deprecating thing, you know, the things that we round up in. So yeah, she's definitely in the right place. Yeah, I mean, do you have any examples
1: of how you've seen this play out for her? Yeah, so, I mean, ours is really, it's been one... Giant mountain with some little dips and valleys and peaks along the way. But she loves all search here. She loves basketball too. But tumbling, that is definitely her heart. And I've had some conversations with her about, you know, that's part of who you are. That's not who you are. But she really just is like all in, which she is one of those things that she takes on. But that's been her passion for several years. And we've spent you know a lot of time just that's where she's happy and trying to help her find that happiness about well I guess I'll go back about a year and a half ago before tryouts from last season she uh, like just exploded and got a bunch of her tumbling skills very quickly and so she ended up on an older higher level team last year and was definitely one of the younger ones and was new in a lot of these skills, but so consistent and you know just shows up for every practice ready to go and Full out and would just work her heart out. And in hindsight, I saw it kind of happening throughout the year. She didn't recognize it in the moment, but she was tumbling through the entire routine and she would get worn down and then she might not throw something perfectly, but she would have never not throw something. Then she thought she was disappointing her coaches and then she would leave practice and be in tears from just exhaustion and putting it all out there and all of the emotions. And, you know, she was nine, 10 at the time. So, not also being equipped to kind of handle some of that that goes along with it. And so then I started staying for practice. Like I could control anything, but, you know, just watching. So she, no, I was there. I don't know, which probably made it worse. You always know, second guess yourself. But then, so we kind of both just started to get sucked into this. Like, how do we control this? I, I was slowly going off the rails. And so anxiety before practice started to increase, definitely before competitions we would have 20-minute pep talks on the way to practice. Every single time, play pump-up playlist, we'd come up with a motto to help her get through practice. You know, like, when you get in that pain cave, what are you going to rely on? What are you going to tell yourself? And that's the runner in me. <laughs> like, yeah. all right, here's how we get to the pain cave. But it just slowly started to build and build until one day about halfway through the season, she... Woke up one morning and came in my room and said, my brain is telling me I can't tumble anymore. Mm -hmm. And we went to practice that day and it was true. (laughs) Her feet were stuck to the ground. I mean, she wouldn't throw a single thing. And so that was almost a year ago. I'm kind of fast forward from that point. But like I said, she's built back several times and then she's regressed again. And there are very specific things that I've recognized that kind of continue to hold her back in certain areas. She's still progressing in others. You know, there's been some just kind of collateral damage and trauma that have gone along with it. Like, well, what happens next season if you're not able to do this? And so she's in a pretty good place right now as far as, you know, she's on a younger team and that's kind of helped her develop some skills besides tumbling, but also some confidence and leadership. And so I've seen some maturity there, which I think has been wonderful for her. She had decided originally she was actually going to step back from competitive cheer this year and just focus on getting her groove back. But ultimately, when it started to come time for the team stuff, she really, really missed it. And so very thoughtfully, somewhat reluctantly for both of us, she decided to join a team again this year. But that's kind of where we are right now. Like I said, she's never once not wanted to be there, be a practice or be at a conference and be all in. She has that role to work. It's just helping her overcome her own, you know, what's holding her back mentally.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, totally. And
0: I can't wait for you to get into the program because there's a mom that actually just posted in our private group, a very similar situation. Competitive cheer, I believe might, might be gymnastics similar, but anyway, she's struggling with throwing a tuck, I believe. She's having kind of a mental block right now, talking about walking away. Anyways, like there's some parallels and same age too. So I can't wait for you two to connect.
1: Yeah, and I think it's, you know, having talked to other moms with kids in the sport and just kind of reading about it and doing my own deep dive on things, it's fairly common at this age. It's Mm -hmm. like their brains realize, hey, I'm hurling myself through the air and this is kind of dangerous. And also I think it coordinates or corresponds with that's kind of the time of growth spurts for girls, that kind of 10 to 12 or 9 to 12 age range. And so their brain starts to recognize what they're doing is dangerous, but then also their body is changing. And so everything just feels a little bit off. And for some of them, it can just, it can shut them down and it breaks my heart. I just, to watch her struggle with things that she's been doing since she was four. (laughs) She'll throw all of her forward skills. She's back in her tuck and, you know, trying to work on some other things. But yeah, it's, it's going backwards for her. That's the one that really gets her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're right. This is that
0: key time where they're going through a lot of changes. And it's also, we say kind of the prime time to do a program like this, because this is also where some of these intrusive thoughts are coming in. And so they're learning those skills, you know, on how to navigate those too. So, yeah. Now you kind of touched on this, but what are other things maybe you've tried that you're like, okay, that's not really working.
1: So uh, she, you know, obviously we've never like punished her or anything like that. She puts a a lot of pressure on herself, but If she starts to get really down on herself, you know, I've tried to shut that down, which doesn't work very well. I've tried to incentivize, which was also disastrous. I synced vested an incentive. You know, I was like, hey, if you go to practice and you throw this skill without your coach on the mat, then she wanted to be on TikTok and I hadn't let her do that yet. And I was like, maybe we'll look at starting a TikTok account. And she just had these huge tears in her eyes and she looked at me and she was like, I don't need that extra pressure. Nobody wants this more than I do. Like, please don't attach anything else to medicine. So Uh, I was like, okay. So that was the last time I tried to incentivize, you know, and then we've done the just have fun approach, which it feels like it falls on deaf ears because it's not fun. I mean, when she's struggling, it's not. And so that kind of takes the fun out of that. We've done the, we don't talk about Bruno approach where we just don't talk about it. And I feel like that's just kind of a band-aid effect, but I do try, and it's really hard. I try to not ride the highs and lows with her. I try to be steady uh, and not react strongly when she reacts negatively and not react strongly when she's like super excited and you know, throwing something that she hasn't thrown in a while it's hard to not celebrate with her. I don't have a hard time not being down with her, but I have a hard time not celebrating with her. And so, you know, trying to just write that level feel for her while she does the ups and downs. But I found this program and I thought, you know, her body knows what to do. All of her coaches are like, physically, it's there. It is still there. It's always been there. You've just got to change your thought process, but you know, not Everybody's equipped to be able to teach her how to do that. And I definitely appreciate the difference in telling somebody something and showing them how to do it. And so this is our next stop and to show her maybe how to explore an area that she hasn't tried to just muscle through yet. Through more reps, because that's also what she does. Oh, yeah. It's like I mean, it's <laughs> a tangible
0: thing, right? It's like, just need to work harder in the wrong direction. <laughs> you know, moms are listening, you're like, oh, I've done that. I've done the whole do this and I'll pay you, and, you know it's okay. Like we all have the best of intentions, right? We are all like trying to figure this out. So if you're like, I've done all those things too. Great. Like you're a mom of an athlete. So it's just, it's just what we do. So I'm glad that this is the next step. And can you talk about how you presented this to your daughter, get her on board?
1: Yeah. So I, I showed her a couple of introduction videos with you and then some comments from some other athletes. And I just said, Hey, you know. You are putting in the work. Like, I see you. The fact that she's coming up on a year is really starting to haunt her, I think, because now she's able to place herself like at this time a year ago. And I said, You know, I am so proud of you. You are always willing to show up in every way possible, but here's a way that maybe we haven't explored that might help you show up in, in all the senses. And I said, You know how we have talked on her way to practice about visualization and about having something to think about when your brain starts to go negative. I found this coach and these are the things, these are the tools that she teaches you. And she was reluctant at first. As your traditional type A, she doesn't love trying new things. She wants to immediately be good at whatever it is that she is doing. And I saw something kind of glaze over her and I kind of think she was just thinking, oh, you know, somebody else to try and fix me. is kind of what she alluded to, which was challenging. And so I, I just left it at that. And I explained to her that it was this program and it, you know, go over about 10 weeks and she would get to talk to other athletes and other girls that are her age. Some that are even in her same sport and struggling with the same things, but think about it, you know, let's just see how things progress and I left it at that. It was the holiday break and she continued to have her tumbling lessons and she hit another valley during that time. And we left one of her lessons and she was just really having a hard look at herself and and what she was doing. And I said, well, do you still love it? And she said, yeah, absolutely. And I said, well, is it worth your time and your effort to continue doing it? And she said, yes. And I said, Would you want to maybe look at the Elite Competitor Program again? And she said, I'm ready to try it. She said, I've got to do something to change up what I'm doing. I'm ready to try it. So I told her this morning that you and I were talking this afternoon. She said, oh, am I going to be on this call? And I said, no, this one's just for the two of us. But she was genuinely excited about it. So the fact that she's on board and that it happened organically, which was really important for me. She is trying to force so many things right now. I did not want this to be another one of those, but I know with (laughs) about everything I've seen over the last year that, I mean, this is completely in her head and she's got to face those challenges in order to overcome this. So I'm really excited for her to start to mature and get those tools for emotional maturity. I think this is going to help her far beyond just her sports and, you know, Yeah. So it happened very naturally, but it did not happen automatically. Right. Yeah. I think that's good.
0: And so, you know, we talk about like you shape the environment, you provide the opportunities, which is exactly what you did. You connected it to our larger goals. It wasn't like you were saying, you're broken, you need this. It's like, hey, I know where you want to be. Here's the gap, you know, where you are to where you want to be. I found something that I think can help with that. And, you know, letting her marinate on it is key too. So cool. Okay. Now, a lot of moms, not a lot, but some are like, okay, my life is full. My daughter's life is full. We are busy. You know, I think that's the story for all of us. What is your plan to work this into your busy schedule?
1: You know, I equate this to a lot of times people ask me like how I have time to train for medicine. If If it matters to you, then you'll find time to fit it in. I mean, just like prioritizing anything. I will say, you know, Lila, especially, is very organized and very regimented and loves a plan and a schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, actually, I'm not worried about her making sure she's a rule follower and she'll, you know, check it off and, and get everything done. But as our family has gotten older and we're all going different directions, we've set aside a day where this is a luxury. I know not everybody has, but we have been able to coordinate our kids' practices and schedules so that we have Wednesdays where we don't have anything. And that's our family time. And we have family dinner and we do family game night. So I had kind of in between introducing this and then her coming on board I had already told both of my kids here, you know, here's what we're going to do on Wednesdays. And I mean, this sounds very, I don't know, like kind of hopes and dreams, big picture stuff. But I just want to have some time where we're intentionally a family as they're, you know, becoming teenagers and dealing with higher level problems and things like that. I just want to have one day a week where I know that we can all come together and talk and discuss and laugh and do all those things. And so I'm actually planning on trying to carve that out during that time. But that said, and back to my my running analogy, I know that I'm going to run set number of miles each week and I'm going to run set number of days. I have a general plan on what those days are going to be. Sometimes the day bores up and it doesn't happen. I don't stress it. I have enough built in that I'll just switch days and, you know, move on. So we have a plan, but we're flexible in our planning. And when it is important and it matters, we make it work. Yeah,
0: I love that. That's exactly it. You know, and I love that you have it intentionally carved into your week. It's not like a, oh, did you get your ECP done, you know, and nagging? It's like, hey, this is our time. It's easy for her just to slide in and, and be like, all right, this is my time. And I've heard other moms and daughters make like a little date out of it, like I mean, similar to what you're saying, but like a little coffee date and they go and do their like ECP work together and it's fun. So yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Like if it's a priority, we'll make the time and then set yourself up for success. You know, <laughs> we talk, I don't know, I do a lot of that time walking and, and all of that so that we know, Hey, this is where it is and we can adjust if needed. So.
1: Yeah. And I love that idea about, you know, making a coffee date out of it. So it's a two way street. I need to know all the tips too. Yeah, unless, exactly. You know, when, and that's what I'll be sharing as we go through this. Once I actually start experiencing it, you know, what is working for us and, you know, maybe making like a special kind of little date out of it is all the sweeter. So. Yeah.
0: And that helps too. You know, when, when the daughters are seeing that moms are also doing their work <laughs> to, to help support them, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, this isn't just like, you know, I need to do all my stuff now. I'm, I'm the problem. You know, it's no, my mom also is doing all of this, this
1: work right alongside me. So, yes. And that's very much what I shared with her. And like I said, when I told her that you and I were going to be talking today, I told her that I was going to be doing this right along with her. And so just like it's been this whole time we're in it together and, you know, I'm doing this in support of her, but at the time it's worth the work. Yeah. It's so funny. This is a total
0: side note. But when we first started our program, I think this was three or four years ago, we actually just had it for the athletes. It was just the athlete mental training program. And then we had a mom and athlete come through. Like The mom was doing it a little bit closer with her daughter. Like We actually hadn't thought of that model yet. And the mom's feedback at the end was like, this is so great. This is the only program that I've ever heard of that's a mom-daughter. And we're like, it's not really supposed to be. (laughs) She was like, it was so great because we did it together. And she saw that I was doing it and that sparked in us like, this actually should be mom, daughter, parent, daughter, really. Absolutely.
1: And you know, that's something I, I look forward to sharing this with my husband too, because he struggles just as much as I do with how to support her through struggles and accomplishments. And when she's having a bad day, it impacts all of us. You know, it just changes the whole dynamic of the family and what's happening at the house. It's We're human. It's true of any of us. If I have something bad happen at work, I'm not great about leaving it there. Sometimes I bring it home too. But without that emotional regulation or being the age that she is and those highs and lows that just happen anyway, when the other highs and lows coincide with it, it can really wreak havoc on all of our communication and interaction. And so you know, just having tools to be able to help pull her out of that. And I don't mean to make it sound negative. I'm just talking about on bad dates that can impact all of us. She's a wonderful human. And so. Very cool.
0: Yes. Yeah. And, you know, moms that are listening to, I hear a lot of, what about the dads? Like, yes, dads matter too. You know, partners have the dad. Also look at that, the parent side of it. Because everything that we suggest for moms, I mean, we do lean into the mom-daughter relationship a little bit. There's some specific sections around like mom daughter in that dynamic, but a lot of it, like the language and the structure that we provide, absolutely, dads make sure you're doing that too. So well, well, Lauren, I'm excited for this. I'm excited that
1: I was excited too. Is there anything else you want to add or anything else that you're looking forward to? I mean, until I start getting into it, you know, I'm just I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this takes us. I feel like that this is such a good fit for us. And, you know, you're talking about the dad dynamic and mother-daughter dynamic and, you know, the mother-daughter relationship, it's unique. I am most looking forward to preserving a role as mom mm-hmm. and learning how to kind of stay in my lane and support her as her mom, because I know she has seen me through my running, you know, have goals and she's seen the process. And I've really been looking a lot lately into goal setting versus appreciating the process. And I think at the end of the day, that's what I'm most looking forward for her is to have tools so she can get back to enjoying the process of tumbling and of cheer of doing what she loves and stop setting arbitrary goals of, and deadlines on trying to have the stuff back. And so just kind of taking a step back and getting her feet under her again, so to speak, and falling back in love with it because she can start to separate the emotional dysregulation from what it is that she loves and she used to do, you know, day in, day out in the backyard, in the front yard, anywhere she could go. And now it's just become a lot of work for her. So this is great. Yeah. I think a lot of moms can can relate for sure.
0: So cool. Can you mention again where we can follow you, where everyone else can
1: follow your journey. Yeah. So I'm over on Instagram at runaway jurist. So a little bit of a pun on my career and my running life, at runaway jurist. And I will just kind of be sharing some of the ins and outs as we go through the program. Well, cool. sounds awesome. All right, Lauren, let's get it going. Thank you.
0: All right, moms, I hope you enjoyed hearing from Lauren and maybe some of the things that she mentioned resonate with you because your daughter is also experiencing similar things and you want the same thing for your daughter as well. Now, Lauren and Lila have actually been doing the program for about three weeks now, and I've been getting some updates from Lauren and I wanted to update you on what they're experiencing. So Lauren actually just emailed me this the other day. Again, they're about three weeks into the program. She says this, as you know, Lila's mental block with tumbling is what catapulted the journey. She's been stuck here for nearly a year. I know that it's a slow climb. I'm seeing some amazing positives in other areas already. She is shifting her mindset and it's apparent in how she communicates with her teammates and with me. She seems to be more confident in what she's telling herself and it is translating into some great leadership qualities on the team. I'm attaching some screenshots from their team chat. You can see that she is motivating her team before their competition, after a great performance, but disappointing third place finish and before their next practice coming off that competition. She is a hard worker and expects everyone to do the same. I have not seen her encourage that so positively before. Also, after a couple comments, I mentioned to yesterday, I made a comment one day, not really thinking about it, but that something was hurting or being sore. And she looked at me hard in the eye and said, you are so strong, you've got this. This mindset and positivity are things that I have tried to pour into her always. I feel like her seeing it externally, though, through the Elite Competitor Program is making it click. It is for me. As much as I have said these things, I am finding myself correcting my own internal processes, not just for her, but also for the way that I frame my own experiences. My husband has coined Lila as battling faux fear of messing up, and I'm still trying to think of a positive spin on that. I'll keep thinking, though, how many of us find ourselves held back or even paralyzed from it? To develop the tools and skills as an 11-year-old to face it head on, what a gift. Most of us don't confront it until much later in life, if at all. I can only imagine what's possible for her if that's not holding her back. So pretty cool update from Lauren. Again, they're just a few weeks into the program. You can go ahead and follow their journey at Runaway Juris to see what else they're experiencing and and what they're going through as they week by week work on this part of Limeless Game. And also so Lauren can work on how to best support her daughter as well. All right, moms, hope you enjoyed this episode. I will see you in the next episode of Raising Unstoppable Girl Athletes.